You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center, this is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the... Welcome to the Wrestling Rewind. The only wrestling podcast by fans who don't hate wrestling. Hello everybody, welcome to Phoenix 92.5 FM. This is The Wrestling Rewind. My name is Daryl O'Connor and welcome to the show. Now, if you're listening to this on the feed, you're like, wait, you, you posted seven shows before this, what happened? Because I forgot to do all the shows. So, it's been a while. I sat here for eight hours doing all the shows and now they're all up. So if this is your first time checking us out on the radio, please go over to the wrestlingrewind.com and you can find a link to all the shows, the Patreon, which is no longer a joke. We we finally have that set up because we make reference to it in all the past shows. <laughs> it was a joke, and now it's not. So it is there. Um, we also have our email, our Facebook, our Twitter, all that stuff. You can go over to wrestlingrewind.com and check out all the shows for free. Or you can, you know, help keep the lights on. But of course, as I said, my name is Daryl O'Connor. And I am joined by the one, the only, the undefeated, one and all, Mr. Martin Herty. Martin, welcome to the show. It feels like, I said this before we went, we went on the air, it feels like I hung out with you all day. And he's, he's sick of me. I'm sick of you. <laughs> I said, I, see, I didn't know he was doing this, so Dara feels like he's hung out with me all day. I said two words to the fan, and he just went, oh, you again. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I just, I sat down and I was like, man, if I don't do this, you know, this won't get done. I didn't realize that there was that big of a gap between the shows because obviously, you know, between being away, Christmas, gigs, all kinds of stuff, it kind of gets in and you just kind of have to sit there and do it. So I just, I appreciate everyone for listening to the show for Keep Going. Sorry, James. And also thanks to Phoenix for not, you know, kicking us off the air for like not doing this for weeks. But there are rakes of shows, everything from our charity stream, which again, that's for a great cause. Um, Wrestling Society X, the Brawl for All. The rest of retrospective went up. Elimination Chamber match retrospective from 2012. Tons of content, all for free. You can literally sit there all day and listen to us talk about nonsense. So it's all there on the feed now on Spotify, iTunes, all that good stuff as well. And there is the Patreon as well, which you know, if there's desire for it, we'll do a we'll we'll do a, a heat show because you know this week when watching Raw, I was like, no, we have to watch Heat because um, it is one of the things where it's like. It's super important. So today we are going to cover three things. We're going to cover Elimination Chamber from, uh, you know, from last week, uh, from 2023. 2023, Dara. I was watching so much wrestling today, he doesn't know what year it is. Uh, yeah, that's it, Martin. You, you called me out on it. I've, I've watched like eight hours of wrestling and most of it has been from 1999. So it's a bit of a jump um, going from, from, well, jumping max. And then we're going right back to talk about heat and then, Raw, which is, I think we're four week, three weeks away from WrestleMania in our timeline, and then I think it's three weeks away from WrestleMania in the real world. So, 
you know, I don't know how Doctor Who does it in reality, where it's like, how do we keep this? Where are we? <laughs> you know, that's kind of what I feel like. We're you know jumping in and out of timelines, but we're three weeks away from WrestleMania, but we're uh, we're one week away from the real biggest show of the year, AEW Revolution. I mean, I, I'm enjoying the CM Punk beams because <laughs> apparently he's coming back. <laughs> I don't, I don't think not. I can see him coming back in the future even in the near future mm. but i don't think it's going to be um i don't think it's going to be on pay-per-view Fair unless enough. maybe they just do that to get everyone to tune into uh, dynamite the next week you know it's hard to know because like the wrestling business the business model has completely turned yeah. like the tv used to be free to get you to buy the pay-per-view and now it's the other way around. <laughs> it's the other way around. The pay-per-views are to make you go, oh my God, I need to tune in to Raw on Monday or, you know, because it's all TV rights deals. It's funny, uh, WCW got that bit right. Yeah. They used yeah. to book backwards. There was a couple of years too early. Yeah, accidentally they got it right, I'd say, <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah, we, we, we'll we cover that, obviously, when it's on. I think what we did... Uh, last week, instead of doing a pre-show, it makes way more sense to cover it after, after the fact. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's the way we're going to do for all these shows, unless we're doing like a watch along or some kind of call-in show, or you know, basically, guys, the, the format of this show really does depend on uh, on your engagement. So go over to wrestlingrewind.com, and y- there's ways to contact us. Other kinds. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you want. Uh, we'll do that. Otherwise, we're just going to sit in our time machine. And watch wrestling for twenty years ago, and I'm happy with that. So tell us, tell us what you want, what you really, really want. Exactly. There's, there's I like a twenty-year-old a, a 20 reference to go along with that. I appreciate that. It wasn't lost on me, Martin. It really wasn't. <laughs> but I will say, guys, the brawl for all. If you haven't listened to that show yet, it's episode one twenty. Do because it really kind of ties into this period that we're in, where it's just weird, like. Dr. Death Steve Williams thing and then it jumps to WrestleMania and then it jumps back and it, it, it's great it, 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 and it's with James Drew Penny as well so uh, do check that out as well but I'm going to stop plugging for the time being I'll come back and plug again but let's go to uh, before we jump back we're going to go to Elimination Chamber from just last week now I didn't watch this live um, I actually was doing a gig so I got home I was like oh that's on fell asleep and um <laughs> That's that that kind of happened. It is cool. That's on a Saturday. I'll be honest with you. Um, if I wasn't oh. so tired or if I didn't have plans the, the night the morning after, I I would have stayed up. But I, so I much better. It's on a Saturday. Love it so I love it so much. And AEW started out doing that, and then they've uh, they still do the occasional one of a Saturday, but it's mostly Sundays now, and it's oh, it's such a drain on you when you're trying yeah. to you know get ready for work Monday or. No, I, I mean, look, you know, for, for years, you know, we've done our time watching wrestling this way. This is like, I remember I was talking to CJ from the band and he's like, it's weird staying up late. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this <laughs> no, is our life. <laughs> this is what I've done since I was eight years old. This is totally fine. Um, and I, I mean, that's always been <laughs> yeah. for me. You know, you're uh, you're used to it. You're like, uh, what do you call him in um, Shawshank Redemption? It's like, I'm an institutional man now. <laughs> what red? I'm, I'm used okay. to the night. <laughs> no, I mean that 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 was funny. Like when when people like you know, 
now you know working for an American company or something like that, they're all like, "How are you so used to staying in play?" I'm like, "Yeah, you you just adopted the darkness. I was born into it. Yeah, <laughs> molded I'm an, by it. I'm an I'm an international wrestling fan, so I mean, and I I always feel sorry for the the walk culture lads and the, you know all the the English wrestling journals who were like, "Oh God, when something breaks, it's like six, seven in the morning and they're still working. It's like, yeah, lads, I wouldn't do that and now." Then, and then the, <laughs> And then they don't even get a break from it. Like, no, still have they're to right back in. Watch, say, like, so there, there were actually, I was listening to one of them uh, during the weekend. They were talking about how they're dreading next week because mm. they'll have, uh, <laughs> they'll have SmackDown on Friday. They'll have um, the uh, pay-per-view on Saturday. Then they'll have the AEW pay-per-view on Sunday. Then Raw on Monday, NXT on Tuesday, Dynamite on Wednesday. Oh man, no thanks. No <laughs> Six thanks. days in a row. I mean, the thing about it is, it's like, yeah, you know, are we late to the party in a lot of ways? Yeah, but you know what? We're fashionably late. And also, we get to pick and choose. It's not like we had to sit there and watch. Now, now to be fair, I did watch six hours of wrestling in a row, but that was by choice. And it actually was all really decent. It wasn't nightmarish, you know sitting there in a ball crying after you know which I you just don't know so nothing on the elimination chamber did that to me thank god I didn't have to see uh, Cody Rhodes wonderful <laughs> um I didn't have to see John Cena what what wonderful. what do you think I was thinking earlier with Cody by the way uh Sami Zayn is so insanely oh, yeah. hot yeah like, I, like it's I actually crazy how it's nuts. Yeah, like, it is nuts. we'll we'll talk about the elimination chamber main event uh, mm. in a minute or so. Yeah, but he is so insanely hot. But they are sticking rigidly with the Cody thing. I think Cody had WrestleMania main event, and I win the world title in his contract. You know what? What they should do. I don't know if they're going to do it or not. But if I was in their position, yeah, it probably is in his contract. And they should deliver on it. However, he didn't say it's to win both belts. So what they yeah. should do is they should have some way to get one of those belts off Roman. Even start off the show with Roman versus Sammy. Or someone attacks him or something. I'm not going to fancy book. But this, what I would do would, would be something like that. They attack him at the start of the show. He gets injured. They get the first belt off him in some way. Sammy wins. Or else they open up with Cody. Cody versus... Reigns. Cody could say, "I don't want. I want the belt. My father was supposed yeah. to win." Yeah, you know he. Yeah, yeah, he exactly. could. Pull they can lean into it. Yeah, yeah, because like uh, they ha- like I will say this, I will say this now, and we'll obviously get more into it when the when we're talking about. It, but if they don't put the belt a belt on Sammy, <laughs> I think this is going to end really badly for them because they really, really want Sammy to win something. So I mean, even if you to make a new belt for him. Give them that, but they have two belts here. They can split them up. Um, Roman can, you know, they can have a war with Roman versus Cody. An absolute war where, you know, Cody wins or a war with Sammy, you know, and then he manages to win. Kevin Owens comes out and puts him through 26 tables. You know, they, they can figure it out. And in that way, everyone goes home happy and you don't have the end of Raw Rumble 2015 again. Which is yeah. why it's exactly what will happen. So, and the, like the thing is, when someone is as as red hot as Sammy is now, there's a there's a window when you really need to strike, 
like AEW had uh, obviously wasn't as hot as Sammy is, but AEW had like real groundswell of crowd support behind Wardlow. People were really rooting for Wardlow. Absolutely loved them. And they waited and waited and waited. And they kind of missed the, the boat a little bit because when they did put the TNT title on them, they'd missed the peak of it. So it mm. didn't uh, it didn't garner the kind of response they were hoping for. Yeah. So um, even if Cody does have, you know, a title win written into his contract, which I suspect he does because going off this crowd and this show, Sami Zayn is absolutely, to use Cody's term, undeniable um yeah, no he is and i i think the crowd have been wanting this for a very long time and it, it, it's the daniel bryan thing all over again where the crowd tells you what they want and not in like a smarky way is in like here you go but listen if they if they don't if they don't put over uh sammy in some way and give him a belt they're losing the chance to make two massive stars in the one night two massive faces oh, in the one night yeah like and, uh, I've heard, I've heard talk that what's what the plans are are uh, for Sammy and um, oh, what do you call him? Uh, his the Canadian guy, Kevin Owens. Kevin, <laughs> the Canadian guy. There. Yeah, that guy. The, the the one Canadian guy in wrestling. <laughs> um, no, so I've heard that the plans are for Sammy and Kevin Owens to have run with the tag belts, but. Oh, no, Tag that, belts that, and WWE no. aren't. No, that 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 no. won't that won't do it. I mean, here's the thing: if they don't do it, they are gonna they are shooting themselves in the foot, and not in yeah. like a small way. I mean, like they are literally going to have their WrestleMania round, and it it, it it you know this will stand to to Cody if he really is in it for the right reasons other than himself. You know, he he should be like, look, we need to give him this. And I, they have to. It's not like they have to sacrifice their WrestleMania event event. They don't have to do what they did with Kevin Owens, where, you know, uh, Orton was supposed to win or Batista was supposed to win, and they ended up giving it to Bryan. They do not have to do that. They have two belts. They probably have two nights. Are they doing it over the two nights again? Yes, they are. They're doing it over the two nights again. Now, I'd imagine one of those nights would have to be the women's title. Yeah, but this is what I'm, I'm saying. But I mean, why? Why would it? Like, no, no, but this, no, but this is what I'm saying, right? You can have an absolute war the first night where maybe Sammy wins the tag, the tag belt or something and then something happens. You know, again, there's people who get paid a lot of money to come up with this. Something happens to get Sammy in there in, in, in a world title match or a WWE title match. Um, Rome, Rome, uh, Roman Reigns is, is incapacitated or something like that. And yeah, he gets I'm not sure there's then, the whole thing with like the Usos kind of being pulled in two different directions where you know you could easily work like a, an interference or something yeah. like that into it. I I would I would get the Cody thing out of the way really really quickly. I would be like well, I would start thing, off with that and then the thing have, with it is that if uh, if he does come out and they don't indicate that they have something for Sammy, Cody's gonna get drowned out in Sammy chance. Oh that's a good point too. See that's yeah. what I mean. They're, they're kind of well then they have to just go with Sammy early on, like a very open up the show with it because there needs to be, there needs to be something, some indication. There needs to be some indication that he is going to, you know, they're going to get what they want. So I mean, I I would have him strip, um, 
win the belt immediately. You know, n- not like not when the show opens straight away, but have some kind of attitude or angle, like we like we we saw here. I mean, we're going to start looking at you know, uh, mankind f- forces his way into being the referee, and he was told <laughs> no, but the crowd really wanted him to be the referee, and he ends up being the referee. You know, it, they've done this before. We've heard um, there's been loads of stories this week about Vince kind of pushing his way back into creative, like bit by bit, he's 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 uh, putting his ideas forward and telling people to do this, that, and the other, and he's he's they're suspecting that he's kind of edging himself back into creative. And here's how we know if Vince is back in creative: if at WrestleMania, Sami Zayn is doing a rematch with Johnny Knoxville, then we <laughs> then we know Vince is back. But no, I mean, like the thing about it is. Again, and we we will move on from this. But it if for some reason they don't do the Sami Zayn thing, and the, like I mean, Cody does not need two belts. They don't need two belts. You know, there's no reason for it. it it's run its course. But we're walking out of WrestleMania with, with one guy still holding two belts. They've missed a, ma- a massive opportunity. One for a brand split, which is coming anyway, and then also you know to build two top baby faces. So I. Think- I, I there's no reason for Reigns to hold on to one because no. I am. I imagine after this, I imagine he's going to go away for a while. Yeah, I think. I think you know, this is their opportunity to completely rebuild. Walk out with two massive babyface stars in the one night. Give everyone something. Ha- uh, what basically what they want. I mean, I don't. I don't. I like neither one of these guys. I'll be honest with you. I don't like Sammy. I don't like Cody. Um, oh wow. Yeah, I, like, just don't. I know. I know I, your Cody stuff, but what's your what's your uh, issue with Sammy? He's just a jobber, but people <laughs> like him. It's the it's the same with uh, with Daniel Bryan. He's a B plus player, you know. I'm like, are you not a Daniel Bryan fan? No, no, I never saw it. But but I do oh understand. I know, right? He's I, he's. This is this is how good I think Daniel Bryan is. He uh, the main event. At Revolution this year is him versus MJF in an Iron Man match, and I cannot oh wait. And an Iron Man match is a tough, tough thing to do. Oh no! Um, because even even Brett and Sean's Iron Man match, you know, when you go back and watch it now, it's not quite as good as you remember. Yeah, because it's 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 a tough match to do. Oh yeah, it's like in insane. in general, like even just from a from a cardio perspective but in uh, it's tough uh, but brian danielson and hangman page mm. went uh went an hour and it flew it like, absolutely like i couldn't believe I, how quickly it went i mean i just you know i i do i'm not saying that he's bad because he's not bad sammy isn't bad either they're both incredible wrestlers they're just not my they're just not my tempo you know they're just not what i like to see in wrestling but obviously, the, some same same with um, Kofi Kingston. I never saw him as a world champion, but a lot of people did, and a lot of people were right. You like you like the beef? No, I no, I just want Triple H to always be the champion. I mean, I, <laughs> <laughs> always. Um, you know, and particularly when you're going back watching '99, like The Rock, Austin, Taker. You know, these are stars. And and for me, when I go back and watch it, I do set them at a very high barrier. But the crowd is connecting with them, and obviously, 
I'm in the minority, right? So very much in the same way, Kofi, Brian, you have to listen to the, to the crowd or else what's going to happen is they're going to be de- devastated and they're going to reject everything that comes from it. And I think Sammy has put enough work in now with the crowd, particularly with this match, which was a fantastic match. It genuinely well, was. Here's the thing. As a match, it actually wasn't even that good. Well, it wasn't bad by any means, but as a match, it was it was very basic. It's no, but the, the fact that the, the storytelling behind it, the story the was telling was great, and yeah. the crowd was so unbelievably hot. Like, and yeah. to be fair to them, why would they pull out some big dangerous move when the crowd was losing their mind over, over punches headlock. and headlocks? And, yeah. I mean, you know what, dude? This whole me, thing, sorry, sorry, uh, the, the this whole match reminded me and not even into it right from the start this whole match reminded me of uh hogan warrior yeah at wrestlemania 6 yeah that's good that's a very good comparison that's that was a very, a very yeah. basic very straightforward simple match but the crowd was so hot for it that every single thing they did got a got a massive reaction and it's it's weird watching it like it it almost Almost, and this is why I brought up thing about Cody earlier. It almost felt a little wasted to be mm. on Elimination Chamber. You well, know, like it, you know, it was funny, right? That's a very good point. When before I I had watched it, people were like, "This is the greatest Elimination Chamber show ever," and I'm like, "Oh, weird. That's that's high praise because obviously the the Bray Wyatt the Wyatt Family Shield match from a couple of years ago now." you know, held that standard for four years. Yeah. But, I mean, they weren't wrong. From from bell to bell, I enjoyed this entire show. Even even Edge and Beth Phoenix, who are very <laughs> ill now at this point. And, like, I'm like, whoa, Beth, what are you doing? You're, you know, <laughs> it's almost like watching the Fabulous Moolah come out now, you know? And <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like I just don't want to see this at all, you know. Not, not 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 to just bring it to her looks, but I mean, in the ring, she just is hobbling along, and then Edge is also hobbling along, and you're like, yeah, Edge is this is real bad. Finn looked Finn's outfit coming out looked amazing though. That mask was sick. Um, the yeah, they're talking about Go on. talking about bringing back the uh, the demon character. I don't know why they let that thing go. I mean, <laughs> that's that man's well, entire like appeal. It's one of the many things that they they made a hames out of to the point where, like, should, the demon character for years and years across multiple promotions was built as being unbeatable, unstoppable, yeah. and then WWE get a hold of it and they have him flop around on the ground like a fish, and then they have him get pinned after, not even like jumping off the top rope or being slammed off the top rope, like tripping or the, the rope snapped and he just kind of Oh, I fell. forgot about that. Oh, I forgot about <laughs> that. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, that was terrible. That was, that was pretty bad. But like, you know, I there, there's a lot of good, a good WWE. There really is. Uh, I think this show sets them up really nicely going into WrestleMania. Uh, the Bobby Lashley, oh, yeah. Brock Lesnar thing was, oh, that was terrible. Oh, that was real bad. Um, But the women's match, brilliant. Fair play to Oscar. Oh, fantastic was, to see really Oscar. Yeah, br- back right where she belongs. She's the absolute standard bearer for that uh, division, even more so than the likes of 
Becky um, and Bianca, who might be bigger stars. Oscar's the kind of stalwart, you know, like yeah, you no, that's always true. count on her. I'll 100% agree with you on that. I mean, I, I love Becky. Uh, Bianca can put out a great performance as well. But Oscar's just... She is like, the I don't want to say the Shawn Michaels of the division, but when she's wrestling, you're in for something. You know, oh. you really are in for, in for and it, you know, something like anything else. She's a star, if that makes sense. Like, but the star, but the worker as well behind it. It's great. Um, yeah, I have, and then look, the Elimination Chamber match with the men for the US title. I did like it was for the US title. I thought that, that added a nice little... Added oh. some extra to it. I know. Let's come in in a second, Martin. But every one of these men have more stock now coming out of this. They're all stars, like legit stars. Um, and the biggest one I think is uh, Johnny Gargano. Like he was kind of a joke, and the whole time again, like you know, the last time I watched Johnny Gargano wrestle was with Finn Balor, and Finn Balor's line, you know, you'll be Johnny watches wrestling, not Johnny wrestling. And that just makes me laugh every time I think about it because it's a really good line. But after watching this match, I'm like, damn, every one of these guys, unbelievable. Um, every one of them just made from it. Um, so well, here, yeah. here's the thing with like, but a guy like Johnny Gargano, um, he, he, for so long they were putting him into these daft storylines and making him do this stupid character stuff. Johnny Gargano is one of those guys, if you want him to get over, you put him in a match. And just you tell him, yeah, just let him wrestle. That's it. You tell him, go out there. Here's your time limit. Have the best damn match you can have. And he'll put on something amazing. And this was this was put together by um, Jamie Noble and Abyss. They were the so agents. What, so, so what you're really saying is that this was a TNA match. This was a TNA match. <laughs> this really was. A, this was a good TNA match. And I mean, when I was watching it, because I knew about that going into it, and I'm like, oh my God, this is like... I'm amazed AJ Styles wasn't out there, you know, legitimately. <laughs> um, and and they put together a, a really, really solid match. It's one of the most consistent, well, back to back, because this was just before the main event. That's one of the most consistent hours of WWE I've seen in years. Decades, actually. Um, it's brilliant. So do yourself a favor. If you guys haven't seen Elimination Chamber yet, please do watch it. It's totally worth your time. And y- you know us, we would be like, no, nah, I don't. don't. Uh, <laughs> oh no, yeah, this yeah. Is... If, it was, if it was crap, we'd we'd say so. I definitely say so. Yeah, Martin definitely would say so. Um, you know, <laughs> the I, only I'm... the only thing I would say about it um, was uh, Logan Paul shows up again. He does. Um, yeah. He does this version of the buckshot lariat that I just can't get behind. It's it's he's all about the flip. He's not about the force, mm. but. What annoyed me was that it was um, so he's clearly setting up for a WrestleMania showdown with Seth Rollins. Yes, and I can see what's going to happen. Seth Rollins, who and I don't like him personally, but is an excellent wrestler. Seth Rollins is going to carry Logan Paul to another good match, and Logan Paul is going to do his athletic set pieces. And then everyone is going to spend the next six months talking about how great Logan Paul is and how he's the best wrestler and how and. I'm going to be sitting there tearing out what's left of my hair going, he has been carried by everybody else. Yeah, I mean, that's probably <laughs> what's going to happen. Yeah, you know? it is. That's probably what's going to happen. Yeah. 
All right. Well, look, let's switch gears here. Jump into the time machine. We were going to start with Raw, but after watching Raw, I was like, no, we got to watch Heat. Heat at this time, for some reason, is like the most important show in loads of different ways because stuff happens on Heat that's so important that they actually do a recap of of it before the show, which is a very weird thing, um, particularly when you know how he ends and you're like, oh man, you know. Well, this this era is pre-Smackdown, so there's yep. no Smackdown yet. And this era is also, this isn't live Raw. These Raws are taped um, and they're taped at the same time as Heat. Yes. So you have a huge crowd for Heat. You have a hot crowd for Heat. You have the big stars like kind of already there in the building at the show might as well use them you know so heat in this era is it's it's pretty good yeah and it's totally worth it like it it, it's only 45 minutes um i think actually it's funny Heat got us into this era um you know just a random so (laughs) what was it the one you picked with the uh lines the the lion's den yeah (laughs) so i mean look fair play to them i mean they managed to actually make this um, feel important so my advice would be if you guys are watching Raw on our timeline go back and watch Heat and you know we are on the Patreon if there's if there's an appetite for it we'll just do a Heat show every week as well Um, but that is up on the Patreon for the time being we're just going to watch it and you know probably talk about it when it's important um, this is kind of one of the times where it's super important uh, because it not only has the setup to what happens on Raw but it's that infamous Heat where the public enemy get battered by the, the acolytes for yeah. no reason they this is this is not this is not a squash match this is an assault <laughs> like there's a bit where they pull the chair back and the chair breaks over the back of of one of them and then he goes over and smashes it over the other, the the guy who's in the table in the, in the ring in the outside the ring so basically johnny grunge and rock or rock i can't tell which one is which Right, I really can't, and I don't care. Um, but watching, so we're going to start there, right? So this this match, and I call it a match. It's very very loose terms. It's it's less than two minutes long, but it's not really because it's ruled a double countdown. But weapon shots are incurred. It's just a tag match. But the bell rings, tables appear, and then they get weapons and just kill them. The acolytes kill Public Enemy. And he said, it's an assault. That's not a joke. Like, I mean, there's no offense from the public enemy. Uh, they attack them with weapons on the outside of the ring. And then they continue a post-match beatdown. So they're already battered around the place. And um, I don't and know I, what the point of this match was. Like, years later, we know it was literally a message so they'd leave WWE. But at the time, watching this as a fan, right? Forgetting that we know what we know, Martin. What did you think watching this? On the show, so, so I watched this first a couple of years ago, um, because I'd heard about the about the match, and it reminded me of there's a big um from the it's the late eighties or the early nineties, but there's a big super show between WWF and one of the Japanese um promotions, and whoever the top guy in the Japanese promotion was at the time, he refused to sell or he he refused to lose or he wasn't going to sell anyway um and decided during the match that basically he wasn't losing and he was going to really 
he was really going to beat this other guy. And you can see it in the other guy's face. You can see that switch from selling to, hold on, what the hell are you actually doing? Yeah. And man, within about 30 seconds of this match starting, public enemy go from selling chair shots to you can see in their eyes going, what in the name of God are you doing? You're you're actually attacking me here. You're actually killing me here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and Bradshaw, who was a vicious bully, like at the base of times, you know, obviously got the go ahead to go out and do this. Um, Farouk's laying it in, but he's not being as vicious as Bradshaw. Bradshaw's lifting like um, tables, like there's like a ring, a table that the ring bell knolls on, and he's throwing them down, but he's, you can see that he's angling them so that the corner is coming down, yeah. so that the spike is coming down. Whenever he's doing the, uh, like the power slams or anything like that, he, you know, you can tell the difference in the angle where he's not bringing the guy down, flatten his back. He's just hoofing him as hard into the ground as he can. Now he's actively trying to hurt him. And that's, that's what, like, I think that's why it looks so weird because the crowd isn't even into it. Like the, like what, the, um, Kevin Kelly and Terry Taylor, who will explain why Terry Taylor's there now in a bit, but he is, they're both just trying to make sense of this. And they're like, What's going on? So I don't even think they were told that this was just going to be an assault. Oh, yeah, Terry Taylor definitely was, and he doesn't know what to do. He's yeah. completely lost. He At one stage, he says something like, Bradshaw has lost his mind. But it, it's so strange, like you say, because this was not a match that had a huge amount of build. Like, no, there's loads it just of, happens. There's like loads there's, of heat rock, between these two teams. There's like nothing there's, like that. Like, there's a rock promo beforehand. And it, it's a very by-the-numbers rock promo that goes into what would set up Raw, you know, later on. This just happens. And, I mean, it, it's so weird because, again, I've seen it before, you've seen it before, but I didn't see it in context. And to just see the assault is brutal. And, I mean, it's not like, you know, the fun hardcore matches. that like, I like a good hardcore match. I think you do as well. This wasn't a match. This was just them picking up everything they could and just hitting them as hard as they can. And the chair just beating around their back was just... Oh, pure, and pure. then leathered, leathered with the stairs and... Oh, uh, man, yeah. Like, and again, the stairs was another one where they were vicious. Like, you could see, you could see Bradshaw was throwing them into the stairs. Yeah. But at that weird angle where you're, you're going to get the edge of it, not the flat top or the flat side, you know? Oh yeah, it's it's, it, it, it's 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 a tough watch, and it's one of those moments in in raw in not raw in, in heat that's infamous, but not because it it's it's a good thing. It's because it's like whoa, this shouldn't have been allowed. And even still watching it, um, you're going back and you're like, how was this allowed? You know. And again, like I I think this is the end of the public enemy. We saw them do one funny thing, and that was coming, or one notable notable thing, and that was them come out dressed like the brood. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's right and that um, was it this is like a week later yeah I think I I don't think they're gone straight away but I think they're gone shortly after this so apparently this is all to do with uh, WCW when really? ECW went down or or was on the way out you know like Sir Heyman hadn't been paying people for the last the last number of months um, well they wouldn't they wouldn't go down for another two years they'd be around for another two years at this point yeah well whatever the issue was 
apparently uh, Public Enemy had wanted to go to WCW rather than right. WWE. Right. This had this had caused some issues with like the veterans in the locker room. Ah, uh, that makes sense. That makes sense. So they saw it as like disloyalty or something or yeah, ah, that makes a, sense. That makes sense. But a, then again, a wrestler's court issue, or who knows? But the, yeah, but then again, there's no real excuse for you know the brutality that, that was on display here. Like it was just, it, it just distasteful. I think that's probably the best way to see it. It's because you know it's just like oh, there's no entertainment here. It's just full on assault. And nobody, <laughs> and then it ends in a double countout. So nobody really, well, gets you know, over from this. Nobody's. Well, you, like, well, you know what? Well, you know how you knew something was off. The ref never called for the bell. Like, he never... Literally, guys, this match starts with a chair shot. <laughs> and the ref just looks at it. It's, there's no attempt to hide it. And the ref just lets it go. So, obviously, what was happening is he probably didn't know what was going on. And as the, mat, the match was going on, I use air quotes, the, the match goes on. He's like, what do I do? And they're like, okay, call it now. And that's probably what it was. Um, it's one of those things that you know what it's worth. Uh, like you said, it's not a great match, right? It's worth watching. It's almost like the um, do you remember the Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Hardcore Holly, absolute murder of uh, your man from Tough Enough? Yeah, the Royal, in the Rumble. Yeah, during it's the Royal Rumble, feels the same way. Yeah, it's worth. It's one of those things that's worth watching just because it's a notable moment, and you kind of want to have at least seen it once yeah and i think seeing it this way is better than seeing it on a random youtube show if that makes sense you know yeah or a clip or a, show a where clip show where the context and... is lost because i think it, like up until this point excuse me um i would have assumed this had more of a build no it literally they they come out and it happens and then they go back and it's never mentioned again yeah, it's it's the most uh, bizarre thing. Because you think, you're like, geez, those lads went out and they really worked hard tonight. Never mentioned again. <laughs> it's they just it's not brought up once. It's like, oh, the, you know, it goes back to set up something with the like ish, like a, a a worked feud with the Undertaker trying to get the big boss man, and then Rook and Bradshaw come out and try to take the boss man away. You know, it wasn't like. Yeah. Public it wasn't Enemy, like, by the way, who have nothing to do with the corporation. Nothing exactly. To do. <laughs> yeah, that I was just about to say that. I'm like, yeah, fair enough. If the, if they had been involved in the corporation, that would have at least made sense. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> just, they were just battered for no reason. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, look, I, I had to talk about that. Another thing that happens on the show is the WWF debut of Kurt Angle. Yes. Oh, this one. Uh, so I hadn't seen this before. This one caught me by surprise now when we were watching this. Um, so is this like, is it canon then <laughs> that uh, Kurt Angle got his wrestling career started because he was a fan in the crowd? <laughs> no, I, I don't think it's canon per se, but his, his actual in-ring debut would be at Survivor Series at the end of the year. Yeah, he was on ECW in 1996, I believe, when the cruci- when Raven crucified Sandman, and that and <laughs> kind of put him off, and that put him off for three years. <laughs> Steve Blackman was was supposed to come in around the same time, but he got injured, so I think they were supposed to come in together. Um, 
so this is like this is like just a, a you know testing the waters i think when he was training to go into it because he doesn't look any different really for when he debuts a couple of months later on he looks pretty much exactly the same and and they're bigging up his uh like even at, during this he's supposedly just a gay in the crowd but yeah. they're bigging up his um kind of olympic background and his amateur well, I mean, background. well we've seen this happen even in modern wwe there was that fella i think it was that was that wrestlemania he was like an olympian and something and you know he was involved gave someone a suplex oh yeah but sure they're always so, that sure yeah mickey rourke and uh what do you call him the the boxer from england oh yeah the, yeah 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 your manager the, the Gypsy King or whatever is yeah I can't remember his can't remember his actual name, but they've 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 done this for years um and I I think it was I was shocked that one this didn't happen on a Raw because this really feels like a modern day Raw segment but heat <laughs> randomly yeah like I say this is this and he is wasn't heat's... on Raw he was just on heat this is a this is Heat's golden era. I suppose it's, uh, again, it's one of those things that's worth watching. So the segment is that Tiger Ali Singh has come out. Which is also weird because we haven't seen him at all. It's so obvious. <laughs> it's so obvious that he was just brought in for this segment. Yeah. We're like, oh God, we need a foreigner to do a, a foreign flag bit. Get me one of the, <laughs> get me one of the foreigners. Oh my God. Um, and you know, that's exactly what the thinking was, more than likely. Oh yeah, I mean, this is the company that had Yokozuna, oh, yeah. <laughs> some a Samoan guy, pretending to be um, Japanese. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the 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 gimmick is here that uh, Tiger Ali Singh comes out. He's carrying an American flag and an Indian flag, and he's giving it to the crowd. You know, you Americans, no respect. Blah blah blah. And he says, "I'll prove that you have no respect for anything. I'll pick someone from the crowd, and I bet I can pay you to blow your nose." With your own flag, it is worth it is worth mentioning that they are in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which is where Kurt Angle's from. Right, right, yeah. So, because they were yeah. talking about him like they were clearly they were aware of who he was. Yeah, so I mean, it is worth mentioning that as well. Also, why the holy CW thing happened was because that was in Pennsylvania as well. So I mean, it does make sense. It's still a it 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 be, look. It's actually quite a good segment. Those um, the, eventually what happens is um, Kurt Angle he gets offered five grand. He's like right, and he grabs the American flag, and then blows his nose on the Indian flag, and then Tiger Singh hits him with the with the flag, and then he does two or three belly to bellies, which actually were really good. And um, it's a it's a long yeah. way from poor old Chris Jericho having to publicly apologize to the people of Brazil for stamping on a Brazilian flag. Ah, yeah, well, I mean, you know, that that's yeah, different different times and different countries. You know, it's... Yeah, I, I, but sure, you know. sure, look, this is Sable still coming out, carrying our episode of Play... Or we will get issue, to that. Issue of Playboy. We will get to that. Mandy Rose has been oh, fired. No, we'll get to that. I have thoughts on that. And luckily, it's after the, the, after the <laughs> watershed, because holy heck. Um, okay, so what happens after this, we have the, the return in Road Dog. Remember, he went from the highs of a world, world title Number match. Number one contender. <laughs> to being on heat with Double J. Um, which, you know, it was a good match. I think, uh, you know, Road Dogg and Double J, we don't get to see that much together. They actually are both really good wrestlers. And you get to see it at this point. But where, what I wanted your opinion on was, 
we get to really dig into the the Ryan and Ken Shamrock thing more here. <laughs> yeah, and and on Raw. And on Raw, but in in this, there's a Goldust and Ken Shamrock match. Get the win over Billy Gunn and Val Venus. Now, this 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 four way have been has has been going back and forward for about three months, what two months at this point, and it ends with Ryan Shamrock running off a of Goldust again. Ken Shamrock um, chasing them and then going to Val Venus chasing like, them. He <laughs> runs away after them, and then Billy Gunn and Val Venus <laughs> fight in the back. Until they're separate. What is his uh, What is his plan for when he catches up with them? <laughs> I don't, I don't know, but so much happens on on Heat that leads directly into Raw that it really can't be overstated. Like Raw didn't really make sense to me until I watched this. So much happened. Stone Cold <laughs> appears in the ring, right? So obviously, sorry, there's a boss man uh, match with Al Snow. It's not really much of a match. The acolytes come down. And tried to grab Big Boss Man and, you know, he fights them off with a nightstick, right? That would pick up later on. Austin then arrives to the arena. Paul White calls out The Rock. Because The Rock wants answers from Paul White to be like, what's going on? Why didn't you, you know, whose side are you on or whatever? Austin then comes out and stuns The Rock. And obviously Paul White's very, you know, he looks like him and Austin are on the same side. And that sets up Raw. So you have all this stuff happening on a tr- like on what you think is a throwaway episode of WWE, but no, everything that happens there, with the exception of Kurt Angle, who you never hear again, and the 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 public enemy segment, directly sets up Raw, which sets up WrestleMania. That's how yeah. that's how tight this forty five minutes of wrestling was. The crazy, and it's it's mad when we're going through it, like it's 45 minute show and you could easily talk about it for, for longer than 45 minutes. But, um, it's, it kind of just goes to show. So this is an era when they have a two hour raw and a mm. one hour heat. Yeah. And obviously with advertisements, they're not actually two hours and one hours. They're like one hour 40 and about 45 minutes. Yeah. So there's only, there's only actually four or five real storylines happening in the whole um you know in the whole of the company at this time and it's just bizarre that one of them is ken shamrock will beat you up if you go out with his sister <laughs> consensually like it's... oh man but you know i want everyone to keep that in mind N- not that specific that not that specific uh motif but we then go into Raw, which is in the same arena. So obviously they were shooting this together. So the question I have would be, and I probably will look into it, were they shooting these the way they would now, where they'd shoot a full episode, or do you think they shot segments and then just kind of put them together? I would I would imagine they're shooting a full episode because, like you say, they really do run seamlessly into each other and... Uh, like they're kicking off Raw with a recap of Heat, um. So I I would imagine these are shot in order. Like okay. you go and uh, yeah, you watch maybe a couple of dark matches and then you watch Heat, and then you watch Raw. Okay, fair enough. Um, I think that makes the most sense. So we open up Raw with a recap of Heat, as you said, and um, The Rock comes out and cuts a promo. And to be fair, I think it it's it's very different. Um, in the way that we've seen 
Raw being done so far. So this is the, the, the March 8th episode of Raw. And it's very different to the way we normally see Raw at this point where the McMahon comes out and he kind of introduced the show. No, The Rock is like, I want answers. What is going on here? This is ridiculous. I have no idea what's going on. Paul White then has a great line and he's like, I don't know what's shorter, your manhood or your uh, your memory, but I'm brought in here to protect the company. I thought that was a really good line. And, um, <laughs> Do you know, I, I also thought uh, Vince <laughs> had a great line. The Rock's going on about too many coinky dinks going on around here. The Rock doesn't like all these coinky dinks. And McMahon says something like, Rock, you... You sound paranoid, you know. Soon people, if you if you keep up with this, people are going to stop asking, do you smell what the rock is cooking? And they're going to start asking, do you <laughs> smell the what the rock smoking? is smoking? Yeah, that was a good line. <laughs> that was a good line. Um, and then this brings out Mankind, who says, hey, look, I want to be the referee. Um, and it sets up a match later on with Austin and Mankind. Austin again will come out and say, I don't care about your rules. Just give me my match. I have my ticket. So, you know, again, just kind of keeping the main storyline alive uh, and building up what would what we'd find out later on the night. Then a match which I never heard of before. A Steel City Street Fight. Fight. Yeah. <laughs> which is Owen Hart and D'Lo Brown in t-shirts and jeans having a hardcore match. And we get colour though. Owen Hart bleeds like a stuck pig, which I never thought I would see randomly. Um, but this I, match was, was interesting. So go on. Yeah, go on. I was really surprised by this match. It was actually decent. Um, maybe it's because it, you know, I mean, it was actually a match. It was like five minutes long. Well, it was actually a match. Yeah, yeah. and sometimes the the hardcore stuff gets kind of just pawned off on the the lower level guys to do. But yeah. Dino Brown and Owen are actually excellent pro wrestlers. Yeah. So they make a they make a decent uh, batter out of this. Um, there's a couple of <laughs> there's a couple of botches right at the start. Uh, D'Lo boots Owen in the stomach and he bends over and he's clearly feeding him his back. He's got like a like a steel pan that he's going to hit him with. He's clearly feeding him his back and I don't know if he misses him or what, but he brings it down and it's almost like just the very edge of it, right on Owen's head, um, and you can see him dropping and. Really going for it. There's a great um, sign that says Hogan, please retire at one point. <laughs> well, 1999, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, like the only other note I have here is uh, is holy hell, blood on Raw. Like a lot of blood. Now, obviously, he bladed, but still, you didn't really see that on Raw in a hardcore match. You know, um, I have to say the the pile driver spot early in the match. Oh, yeah. that was that onto the cookie sheet. That was cool. Um, Dino yeah. looked the most legit he ever looked. He looks more legit here than he does when he wears the bodysuit. Yeah, he looked great here. They also, as well as the pile driver spot, um, Owen hit uh, Dino with a DDT on the ramp. Yeah, that looked amazing. It, it looked like, um, you know, the DDT now, I think it's lost a lot of its impact because now it's obviously they're being safe, but the guys tend to flatten out when they go down. Owen hit it here like the way Jake the Snake used to hit it. Yeah. A real, like a proper hooked in headlock on a real curve and a, a driving the body down into the ground. And it, yeah, it looked vicious. The question, so the finish here um, with Double J bringing out a guitar, the worst guitar ever, actually, and that's saying <laughs> a lot. Um, and then it cost them the match. 
Now, this was a street fight. Why didn't Double J just hit him? Yeah, just slide in. <laughs> Do the I mean, he didn't need to even give him the... He didn't need to give him the the thing at all, the guitar at all. He could have just done it himself. Like, there was no and, reason for this finish to happen other than, I think, just bad booking. And I actually like the finish. So, like, the way it finishes is Jeff Jarrett comes down. He goes to throw the guitar into the ring to Owen, uh, but D'Lo kind of intercepts. Now, it's a wee bit awkward in that D'Lo kind of half drops it and then catches it. Yeah. So, there's, like, a second where Owen just kind of has to stand there waiting for the guitar shot, so it looks a wee bit awkward. But otherwise, I was like, that's that's like a really cool ending. But yeah, I completely agree with you. <laughs> In the context of a Steel City street fight, it just made no sense. Why and, and, just slide in and leather him? And that's what busted open uh, Owen as well. It wasn't anything in the match. It was just that, which I mean... They obviously wanted to have some kind of effect. So we'll see what happens probably on Heat now or when they refer to it again. Um, after that, we have the return of the New Age Outlaws. Now, they make a big deal to say this is for one night only uh, because obviously it's the hardcore division for Billy Gunn. No, not for for Road Dog and the IC division for uh, Billy Gunn. Billy. And again, remember, folks, last week he was wrestling The Rock for the title. <laughs> what a title. <laughs> I, you know... I want to see Al Snow versus The Rock for the title. I want to yeah, see our go. boss man. Come on. That go has through, to have existed. It has to go have through all the jobbers. There was a great uh, segment on a Dynamite this week, actually, where um, Ricky Starks comes out and he's like, well, look, I've been trying to get a rematch with Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho doesn't want my rematch. So I'm out here now. I have a match on the pay-per-view and I've got an open contract for anybody who wants it. And out comes a uh, pretty Peter Avalon. <laughs> you know, you know, he's, he used to be the librarian, like oh, just the jobber of all jobbers. <laughs> and it's like uh, Gilbert coming out. It's exactly like Gilbert coming out. And Jericho is so offended by this that he he actually comes out and says he will have a rematch. <laughs> but yeah, I'd love to see that. Yeah, get the rock going up against all the all the top guys. All the top guys, all the Bookley in the back. All the Burley. <laughs> Line up uh, the Burley. <laughs> like, I mean, this match is literally just the Bookley. Al Snow, Hardcore, and the Outlaws, who, you know, they put them over as the most successful tag team in WWE history. I'm like, I don't think that's impressive as you, as you think it is. And then the Dudley show up less than a year later. Uh, actually, a couple of months later, and that line is never said again. So I feel bad for the Outlaws because I think this is like a magical time for those four guys where, like, we we're getting world title shots for it, for reasons, you know. And you're just like, well, that is a weird situation. It was mad as well that um, uh, I think I know I didn't actually tame it, but I think was like the outlaws intro and their bit in the ring and all that. It was longer was than that, the match. That longer than the actual match. It was, yeah, yeah, it was. That was about five minutes, and the match was two. <laughs> But it didn't matter. They were so over. It's incredible. The minute their music hits, people are screaming. So they're the most over thing on the show next to Austin. Legitimately. Yeah, it's it's mad. Like, um, like which would you prefer? Would you rather kind of slug it out in the hardcore and IC divisions and hope that your break comes or stick with the tag division where you're like the biggest 
you know, the biggest team in the division. But well, I mean, I don't know. That's a tough question. Because it's still... like, yeah, the tag team division was not like historically has never really been given its proper due by WWE, but yeah. particularly in this period, it, it wasn't a, a, a major concern. But they were so over. And you're looking in the crowd and anything DX. Again, DX is the thing that put them over. And we'll be back after this uh, short break on the Internet Only Show uh, where it's Raw After Dark, The War Zone. And again, guys, if you want to support us, you can go over to Nerdtono Media or the wrestlingrewind.com. We'll talk to you after this short break. Guys. If you have nothing else to do on a Saturday, do you like nerd things? Now check out Nerd to Know Basis here on Phoenix 92.5 FM, 5pm to 6pm, and then head over to nerdtoknowmedia.com for all of our shows as part of the Nerd to Know Media radio network. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. All right, folks, and we're back here on the WrestlingRewind.com, uh, NerdToKnowMedia.com, the True Penny Channel, and anywhere else where you get this podcast. Uh, we can swear now, Martin. So, congratulations. Uh, and Fuck! We, and we can also talk about uh, Sable showing literal pornography literal. on television. Literal. I mean, I, I was watching, I'm like, are they going to... Bl- no, no, no. Oh, there you go. It's right there. And I mean... W- <laughs> Uh, it it's literal like full frontal. That's just there. And Jerry the King Lawler, I have to say, when you actually give him pornography, he's less of a deviant than no, when he's, he's imagining it. Did no, I cut no. you by surprise? He's more of a deviant, right? Because he's not doing the the play acting thing. The puppies, puppies. He's actually sitting <laughs> there going, oh, <laughs> puppies. <laughs> you thought it was more I thought it was there, less you know the no 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 because it was more it, it was less animated and, and less loud but it was more intense because like fair. you could oh, tell the Mark, Ma- Mark Madden energy it was, was the it? Mark Madden energy yeah you could tell that like Vince was in his ear going King King you gotta talk you gotta say something <laughs> and he's just just sitting there like biting his lower lip <laughs> slowly slowly peeling through the pages and then and then he's <laughs> And what is it he says? Uh, There's going to be a lot of sticky pages. Stable goes, Sable goes, oh, do you like, you like what you see? And he goes, oh, there's going to be a lot of sticky pages. (laughs) It's like, it's just. No, he did, he did, he did crack me up though. And he's like, quiet, I'm reading. (laughs) Quiet. (laughs) And then. uh, That's legitimately funny. And then Um, Sable opens it up. Like, and like starts holding it open at the centerfold. Now she doesn't point it, although the camera picks it up. She doesn't point well, it cam- at the camera. Yeah, but the camera but picks it up. She's holding it up to the fans who are right behind the. <laughs> you know, like yeah, I mean, check out me wabs. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, props to her for doing that because I can only imagine the the censors were losing their mind at the time. Because even now, it's a bit like, 
Jesus. You wouldn't do it. You wouldn't go on telly and go, here, look. You know what I mean? And no, it's just, like we said, this is, this is the company that fired Mandy Rose. You know? Yeah, I, but here's the thing. It wasn't like she was bringing out a laptop with no, her own. Exactly. Yeah, but they should do that. That would be a cool segment. Yeah, well, look, they were they were gonna milk this for all it was worth. Um, I'd say Sable made a, a a nice few quid off it. Although, I mean, she's married to Brock Lesnar. Do you think that there's a Ken Shamrock thing there where no one can ever mention Sable? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd love to see them even like uh, proposing that storyline to Brock. Brock's like, uh, no, <laughs> no means no. Um, Brock's like. Brock's like, you can do it, but I will legitimately kill whoever. <laughs> he just calls up Ken Shamrock here. What What did you do? I just followed them around until they stopped. Oh, fair Ken, Ken Shamrock tells him, I wasn't even aware of the storyline of my sister. I was just trying to get my wife back. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even tell me what the storyline was. Yeah, I just, I just, <laughs> I just, I just showed up for work and Goldust was groping my wife. <laughs> Some of the signs... Uh, for this match, the the tag team match was very good. There was uh, if you smell what the rock is cutting, uh, cooking, and they they drew a little, a, a little pot. I thought that was oh, nice. Yeah. I, I mean, it was just like relatively creative, and there's lots of random marry me signs. And I'm just thinking, imagine being that woman, and you're watching television. And you're like, yep. Yeah. There's two. There's four lads battering each other in the middle of the ring over a broken up belt, and that's when you decide to do it. Well done. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, um, I love I I love the edge it, It's the best. Oh, um, it's just if you switch off and are just primed for nonsense, it is the absolute best. Like this show even has like <laughs> the Stooges are running around all through this. You know the different segments the whole way through the show. So yeah, you, you took the words out of my mouth there again. I was going to say during this match, you re, you start seeing the Undertaker symbol like really far up above the Titantron, and it kind of ruins what's going to happen later on because you're like, what, what is that? But it's the first time I noticed it when it was during this match, because obviously I'm you know based on our book, which I might put as a Patreon goal actually. Um, it's like I'm I'm looking at the signs, and all I can do is focus on every time the hard camera goes to it. Uh, yeah. Just like, that's you know. strange. See, I didn't. I didn't actually notice it. Did you not notice it? No. Um, but, but again, I suppose I wasn't looking for it. But yeah, this was. Uh, this was around. Bossman wasn't the first person that did this, though, was it? Uh, Bossman, no, because they did it to Midian as well, and they they That's did right, it, they yeah. do it to Stephanie, and they do it to Austin. But the Undertaker symbol was there, so you kind of knew this was coming. The ending of this was weird, though, because it was like. A, a quick victory and then it goes black and obviously you know that's the ministry so the ministry are just coming out uh to batter everyone in the ring basically um uh, undertaker walks out and he, he it's, he's very slow but he you know this is really is the acolytes midian and viscera and the brood who are doing everything and again when you see viscera drop on al snow i'm thinking again <laughs> what, what taker said going i only wanted them in the ministry so i wouldn't have to take that move it's like he was the smartest guy in the whole company. He, he knew, he, he really was, wasn't he? And like, he really was, yeah. He he's like a main character in this episode, and he does not throw a single punch. No, he, he just shows. He walks out. His ministry does all the beatdowns. He takes the microphone 
and mumble some Bray Wyatt level bullshit. Oh, know? it's absolute nonsense. It's yeah, like it, is. it's not as bad as Bray Wyatt. Is that okay? Yeah, his taker but, can properly go and back it up, but it is total bollocks. He is talking. Didn't mean anything. Uh, but everyone loved it. And then we have one of the most awful segments. Um, <laughs> I don't I, know. I don't I know where what, you want to go with this, but I just don't understand what they're trying to achieve. So this is um, this is uh, the JR segment. Yeah, basically. Yeah, JR is seen talking to Doctor Death. Yeah, you know, um, I'm going to make sure you get the respect you deserve. Next thing, JR is down in the ring. He calls Michael Cole into the ring. Yeah, berates him about sports entertainment when it should be wrestling. But hold on, I want to stop you there real quick. Before that happens, uh, they make a very clear point to one, bring up the very serious and very real bout of belt palsy that they had at this point. But then they bring up the brawl for all. No, not the brawl for all. Yeah, they bring up the brawl for all. (laughs) And it's just like, oh no. And you can tell Michael Cole's like, oh no, don't, don't, don't. And King's doing it anyway because he has to. And you're like, oh God. And the whole thing starts off bad and it, it gets progressively worse so he's berating him and then he takes out the shop like what's in the, the what's in the bag. bag it's like oh i think they call it the what's key in the bag? <laughs> so it's a, like a craddy gee or something they, they, they throws it out in the mask and they're like oh this is what they want the doctor death to, to wear uh then yeah kicks, it's real work shoot kind of thing and then he uh he starts saying <laughs> some really good lines to, to uh nicole so, you know, you're a pretty boy and look at you with your muse in your hair and he kicks him in the balls and it's hilarious. <laughs> oh, he goes, JR goes absolutely off. So Properly, he, um, properly at him, yeah. Yeah, he, he lets him have it. He boots him in the balls. Then he... he <laughs> like down. Welly. Welly's yeah. him like. <laughs> then he goes down and he says, uh, this is my goddamn job and I'm doing it. He goes down and he sits at the, at the announcer's desk. Yep. He starts talking to... Uh, King Then it cuts to McMahon and the Stooges Backstage and McMahon's going Get JR out of here Send yeah. Terry Taylor down <laughs> So to send Poor old Terry Taylor down To go and tell JR he has to go And JR Lays into him <laughs> You were on the best line The best line was he goes Oh what are you going to do you going to cluck at me You're a mid card wrestler and you always wear <laughs> Like holy hell <laughs> Come on, Terry Taylor, they're going to replace me with the Red Goddamn yeah, Red Rooster. Rooster. <laughs> with the Red Rooster. Coming down here, what, are you going to be cocky? What, are you going to cluck at me? <laughs> you're, you're a goddamn, what as he said, you're a goddamn mid-card wrestler with a lousy record. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. And then Dr. Ned comes out and he's like, right, come on, come on back. And then, yeah, so then it's like, a, like I could have understood this if JR had a fucked... Uh, Terry Taylor out of it and sat down and did the show and Dr. Death stood by him like the whole show to protect him so JR does the you know that would have made sense to me but then what happens is Dr. Death comes down and just leads JR away like <laughs> like, he's his, like he's his grandfather who escaped the you know who wandered out of the home that's like, what it feels like that's honestly what it feels like it's like you know someone's racist grandpa going come yeah. on Come on, Neil. Yeah, I know. Come, come on, on Neil. Back, 
you can't you can't talk to the nurses like that, Daddy. Yeah, you can't uh, be saying that kind of thing. Yeah, that that's what it felt like. And I was like, what did they achieve here? Because the crowd were like super into seeing Jr. do all of that, and he got a massive cheer. And no, nope. that's that's exactly nope. the point. Like, if you're gonna have him do the old school wrestling, and I won't be told what to do, and I don't give a goddamn if I've Bell's palsy, I'm gonna call the show. Like, yeah. But let him do that. And they Don't didn't. They fill just... that up and then lead him away. Like <laughs> It was such a weird, such a weird segment. But then, so, okay, here's the, the schizophrenic nature of this. And I, I hate to use that term, but I have to, of this show. It's, you do that and then it cuts right to like the Stooges. Dressed yeah. up as Druids, running around the back. The same thing would happen later on with, with, with Triple H. But um, then we go back to having... The saga of Ken Shamrock and Ken Shamrock's sister. <laughs> so Shamrock versus they are, Go- Go they are so before this match actually starts, they are well into Ray and Shamrock. Like the so there's a wee just before the match starts, a wee short backstage segment where she's sitting on Goldust's lap and they're yeah. like gyrating and the camera is right up her skirt. Yeah. And then it kind of pans around they're going at each other on the couch and then the camera pans back and it turns out the blue meanie is sat on the other side of the couch just sobbing. <laughs> it's very odd. But they catch the sign in the crowd? No, what was it? Shamrock. Uh, ellipses. Can I have Ryan too? Exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I, think, I think grammar was really um, lost on that guy, but there you go. Also, also, there's a sign that says "Madness Fat." <laughs> but uh, it's, oh my God. it's such a bizarre storyline, isn't it? Like it's. Hold on, hey Ken, can I have your sister's phone uh, hashtag, which means phone number? Phone, yeah. Yeah. Oh, back in the day when hashtag meant number. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and these are some of the signs for... that the crowd are picking out, folks, when he's coming out to the ring. So this is this is his storyline. This is literally the biggest, the second biggest storyline in the company is Ryan Shamrock. Yeah, it's, they're, they're really into her. Yeah. Um, just for our, our American listeners and for younger listeners. So yeah, before hashtag meant hashtag, it meant number. Yes. But in Irish language circles, hashtag also is a shorthand way of saying uh, my love or my darling. Because um, you call it the hash key. And oh. Mohashki is Irish for my uh, treasure. I didn't notice. Yeah, so so if you're texting someone Oscoelga, you would end it with the uh, Mo and then the hashtag because Mohashki. Educational and informative. And that's what oh, we aim not, to achieve here. It's not just wrestling. It's not just wrestling. Sometimes you, you'll you'll sign into the show here and the first half hour will will just be us waffling about the new Batman film. That's true. <laughs> that <laughs> happened last week. Um so this match was ninety seconds long. Oh uh, yeah. and it, it was a train wreck. And then Goldust just runs away. And Ken uh, runs was... after him. Remember, folks, this is a consensual relationship between two adults and now, poor and poor Blue Meanie. Here's the one thing. This is a mostly consensual relationship because Goldust has um, Ken Shamrock set up for the Shattered Dreams Mm. to finish him off. And then he turns around, he gets distracted 
by the blue meanie grabbing Ray and Shamrock and then just lobbing the tongue down our throat. But that wasn't consensual. But it's... What is going on? We don't know. (laughs) What is the story? We don't know. And then she runs away. um, Goldust. Arm in arm with Goldust. And then Ken Shamrock takes off. So Ken Ken Shamrock takes off after his sister and her consensual boyfriend and has absolutely nothing to say about the blue meanie at the side of the ring. (laughs) Do you think he'd be more upset with? Yeah, you think he'd be more upset with. But no, he's going after the consensual one, not the the one who should be upset with. X-Pac comes out with, actually, there's a great, uh, one of those great little Main Street Posse segments. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah they're very good. Um, out comes uh, X-Pac and Shane, sorry, there's a great sign at this point saying Shane's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, though? Uh, Shane, at this stage, is a bitch. Yeah, that's true. And he hasn't, he's he hasn't bloody great at he's being a bitch. I yeah. really enjoyed him um, during this because he's so good at uh, playing like an obnoxious heel, whereas so there's, so there's nowadays side. he just has kind of go. He has Xbox key. <laughs> yeah, ironically, he has Xbox key. There's a great. There's a, another great sign um, that gets overshadowed here. Uh, China is my father. <laughs> right beside China fears me. So. Well, there you go. Look, Chain is uh, Chain is over. Like Chain this... is super over. She is so incredibly over that she gets the gambit of signs between. Uh, I think they're the, the female version of the, the homophobic signs that we we see every week. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just the attitude era has like a consistent consistent theme. So Test comes out to face Triple H and um, and X Pac. It it's not really established who's facing who, and then we're told by commentary it's going to be Test versus X-Pac. The match itself is about four minutes. Um, it's not a great match, but it has some good moments. Test is really good. Uh, Shane is incredibly annoying in commentary at this point. Um, but deliberate, like he's meant to be. Yeah, like, he's he's very, very annoying on, on yeah, commentary. He, but uh, I'll tell you what, I actually uh, didn't think this was too bad. Look, most of the matches on the show so far haven't actually been matches. They've been angles. Oh, ah, yeah. yeah that's whatever. Good. I, I didn't think this was too bad of a match. Um, I thought the uh, there's a bit right at the very start where Test, like the lock-up, Test and X-Pac lock-up, and Test just grabs him, gets his arms under his oxers, and just fires him out over the top rope. Yeah. And it looked insane. It looked class. Um, so I thought, yeah, look, four minutes and it ends in just another typical run-in DQ schmoz nonsense. But while the two of them were going at it, I thought this was all right. Yeah. um, And then the angle leads to uh, a belt shot from Shane. Shane And then, then, uh, so that sets up the win for Test. Then China absolutely wellies Triple H over and he grabs the the mic and he's like, I'm sick of this, crying his crap. And um, then he's like, I'm going to go find China. Um, and then he does. And he goes out and finds her backstage. Uh, so what's weird about this is uh, the, 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 the Druids, who aren't the Druids, they're the, the, the Briscoes, they're the, not the Briscoes, they're the Stooges. 
Patterson and Briscoe. They run in, they think it's Bossman or the Undertaker's um, locker room. It turns out it's the Godfather with the hose and he batters them. <laughs> and it's Triple H going, China, China. And you're like, oh, that's a weird, you know, and he's laughing. So it's like, are you angry at her or you're not? Uh, Godfather comes out with the hose who aren't famous hose. They're just regular hose. It's a great sign. It says, bring on the hose, um, <laughs> which is hilarious. Um, and Blackman comes out. So Steve Blackman, the the lethal weapon, the lethal weapon. And they make a big thing out of it. Now, again, I have never seen. So they, they go back to last week. We talked about the kendo stick match, which they make it seem like it was a big thing. In this. It really wasn't. Yeah, you know, it was like literally 90 seconds, but I've never seen this before. And that's 90 seconds, but no intros, no music. No, no it was nothing. just dropped in the middle of a hardcore match that wasn't a hardcore match. <laughs> it was a segment within a segment between two matches. It was bizarre. So I've never seen this before where someone actually pick, takes the hose. And it's Steve Blackman of all. And people. it's Steve Blackman of all people. So he's like, I'll take both of them. And uh, he's like, all right, fair enough. So, so the, God, the Godfather says, we can have this match or you can pick one of my ladies and she'll be yours all night because it's the 90s and women are things. <laughs> <laughs> and Steve Blackman goes, hmm, do you know what? I'll have both of them. <laughs> and Yeah, so, so we've had these matches that are going like a minute, two minutes, blah, blah, blah. And this one doesn't, doesn't go doesn't go anything. It's a non. It's a no contest. So they get ready to leave, and he is leaving. And then Draws comes out for some reason, attacks Steve Blackman, which is ridiculous. The Godfather then starts laying into him. So does Steve Blackman, and then the lights cut out. This is really stupid. And then the Ministry come out and batter all of them. <laughs> the great line of commentary where they say, uh, "Oh, this is a really bad night for Draws. <laughs> it's a really bad decision." Well, I tell you what, it's a really bad night for Steve Blackman. So Steve Blackman came to work that day. You know, maybe he's tired, maybe he's hungover, maybe he's like, you know, I came into this company thinking I was going to be a top star and I'm stuck in this stupid kendo stick mid-card gimmick. And he gets into the ring and the Godfather says, ah, do you know, I don't feel like fighting either. Would you rather have sex with some prostitutes? <laughs> and Steve Blackman says, yes. fuck it. Why yeah. not? You know what? I actually would. I actually would. He's just about to go off and take the Godfather up on his offer when he gets attacked by Draws and then he gets attacked by the Ministry. So Steve Blackman, who decided he was going to take the night off and have no fights, ends up in (laughs) three bloody fights. (laughs) Oh, another match between them. Not a match, nothing goes on the card, nothing goes on the record. And I imagine after getting bait down like that, the Godfather then rescinded his his offer yes, for uh, for his hose. So the Undertaker comes out, says more nonsense into the mic, and then it cuts to China in the ring for some reason. They don't explain why she's in the in the ring, she just is. Triple H then comes out, and then Kane shows up. And uh <laughs> So this is I'd actually forgotten about this. So, so this is this is where I start being like, what the hell is going on? So Kane shows up with a gun. <laughs> well, here's well, here's the thing. Is he are you meant to be able to see that? I is don't it, is know. It, is it meant I, to look like he's firing 
the flames out of his hands. That, okay, or... so, so this is one of the questions I have, right? So China is is been held by K by Triple H, right? She reverses it, right, and manages to to hold uh, Triple H right after he attacks Kane. Kane then literally points a gun. I think they are supposed to be it's from his hands. Actually, you're right. That's a good call. But it's a gun, and he fires it at China's face. Now, <laughs> for no reason, he fires it at China's face. Triple H then has concern. Kane has concern. Kane pushes him out of the way, and then carries China away. <laughs> I don't so, know what this segment was. <laughs> or what so it had to be. I could see what they were going for here, but it was so poorly executed. Do it. Um, so I think what they were going for here was Kane comes out to protect China. China grabs Triple H. Kane goes to use his spooky powers to, you know, shoot Triple H in the in the head or, or create a fireball around Triple H, and he moves, and then. Triple H shows concern for China, but Kane is both uh, uh, protective and possessive, so he throws him out, and then he carries China off. That's, you know, so he's the the monster who has a, a soft spot for China. So that's what I think they intended to happen. What actually happened is, as you say, um, Kane walks down to the ring <laughs> carrying a gun. <laughs> Jaina <laughs> uh, grabs Triple H from behind, you know, grabs the two arms. And we had a discussion last week. We were like, has it ever worked where someone has grabbed the other person, their two arms from behind, to help uh, another wrestler set up a big kick or punch or whatever? Has that ever worked? Or like 100% of the time, have they moved out of the way? So I was sitting thinking about that, going, oh, God. Uh, I I bet you, I wonder, will this be the one time it works? Or is China about to get a boot in the face? And then Kane just shoots her. <laughs> and it would, like, looking back again, you can see what they were going for was obviously the spooky powers. But the way he even holds, he just, he just shot her. He just shot her in the face shot for no her. reason. And she's only eight feet away. Like he's, getting, he's, he's the <laughs> monster. He doesn't need to use a gun or fire. Just choke slam him. Like, <laughs> anyway. So this goes into the next segment, and you know it's the Sable segment. We talked about it, but the little video package. Oh my god, it's the worst with the wrestling fans. They're oh just, yeah. Oh no, they're just the worst. Just, just the worst. It's peak nineties, you know, peak nineties. Your man takes out a wrestling ring and everything. It's just like, what are you doing? Uh, oh yeah. no, poor Sable. Yeah. Hopefully, she got enough money out of it, but. Um, this then leads into a nothing match with Tori and Luna. It's 39 seconds. Tori wins via DQ. And then we go straight to the main event. The Rock comes out and he's doing color commentary. Um, Paul White is a special guest referee. Mankind defeats Steve Austin by countout. Just becoming officially one of the main referees at WrestleMania. So here's... Here's the thing that got me about this. Firstly, Mankind versus Austin, I was absolutely licking my lips, going, "Yeah, like let's let's get this." wasn't wasn't a great match. No, but by no means a disaster. But 
these are two guys who have put on, you know, both together and separately, some of the best matches in history. Um, so it wasn't great. The now, intensity, the intensity, and the crowd sells it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, like they're they're two top guys at this time in wrestling. Yeah. Where, yeah, you can coast along on that. But look, there was only by the time the bell actually rang, there was only really eight minutes left in the show. Like it was never going to be a, a classic. Also, Terry Taylor is the atrocious commentator. <laughs> He's so can bad. I just say that now? He is real bad. <laughs> This was a real bad. Goddamn so. Red Rooster was a mid-card jobber with a lousy <laughs> record, and he's not even a good commentator. Oh, JR, man. The most cutting line ever. I mean, that could have could have been true of Jerry Jerry King as well, but like it just totally buries him. And I mean it's totally true. Like you're watching this and you're just like you start longing for Michael Cole to come back. And you oh, know God, it's bad yeah. when you want that. Um, but here's here's what got me with this match, right? So so this match was, if Mankind wins, he becomes the Cold special ref. guest referee, right? Yeah. If he doesn't win, then the special guest referee is going to be uh, Paul White, the big Solo. show. Yeah. Yeah. Solo, yeah. Right. So if you're in the corporation, surely it is in your interests for Austin to win so that... Uh, Paul White will be the referee. That's a fair and, point. And not Mankind, who is either going to be pro-Austin or is going to be impartial, right? Yeah, yeah. So why then does Paul White do a really fast count-out on Austin? It it just it confused me. It didn't... a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah it, it didn't work for what their goal was. And also... <laughs> This is just against the attitude era, so who really cares about the rules? But uh, do you really count them out when they're stood on the apron? Like they're still, they're still on the ring. You know, is it, I, I've never seen anyone counted out on the apron before. You know, we did. We did quickly jump jump over the fact that the boss man. Did get crucified at one point, and then he managed to escape him. He managed to escape, and then Undertaker somehow set the sign on fire and got arrested. Undertaker, Undertaker sets the sign on fire and then puts his arms out for a load of cops to arrest him. And then McMahon is is out shouting into the cop car window, "Don't you threaten me, Undertaker? I'll, you know, uh, yeah, bizarre." So bizarre that thing. did actually have a payoff, folks. We, we didn't. We, you know, it didn't. It didn't just be forgotten about. Like the Here, like here's the thing like with with this era of the Undertaker. Um, when you watch it actually happening, it's it's not great. No, when you watch but it in video packages, it's amazing. In video packages, it looks yeah. amazing. Yeah. Like when you can skip all the the darkness is coming, and Edge and Christian and Midian are going to beat you down and the darkness will when you skip all that and you just have like a cool soundtrack and McMahon falling to his knees while the teddy burns and then you know uh Stephanie being crucified and then the big Undertaker singing up in flames like that all looks awesome in a video package <laughs> but <laughs> to watch it it's a 
it's a wee bit of a chore. Also, did you did you find it ironic? Because this has just hit me, so I found it ironic just now that Kurt Angle was obviously in the crowd or backstage when this was being shot when the crucifixion was happening. Yet the whole reason why he <laughs> didn't join ECW was because of a crucifixion. <laughs> Maybe is that why they had um, makes boss think. man uh, sort of be able to cut himself down? Potentially. I mean, I didn't realize the boss man had that much will to be able to fight so convincingly the entire ministry and then run away but he did so fair play to him good man boss man good man <laughs> i'm um, not even actually sure if he was meant to come down from it because i think uh, he had to because he didn't set it on fire i don't think they, they were did, gonna kill him. yeah they set it on fire but at one stage he like moves his arm and you can see the rope break yeah. and then he quickly puts his arm back up and grabs <laughs> so maybe maybe he just did it too early maybe that's what it was uh maybe maybe but look uh a, a mixed bag i definitely think you know we are going to watch heat going forward it is going to be part of our our preparation so if you guys want us to cover heat when it's just you know as its own thing we will let us know on patreon um this was a pretty good show um for raw the limited chamber was good as well would recommend watching that martin Anything you want to say before we finish up? No, it's um we're we're getting, like I say, to the to the biggest the biggest show of the year. Revolution. Uh, WrestleMania March. 15. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and WrestleMania 15, yeah. <laughs> but a uh, Revolution March 6th next week. I am oh, very excited for that. Uh build hasn't been hasn't been great, maybe not last last week or the week before. But uh, this week's episode of Dynamite was phenomenal. They really kicked back into gear. They're like the um, the last couple of weeks leading up to a pay per view, and AEW is usually like absolute fire. So looking forward to that. Uh, oh, yeah. and I got Metroid Prime remastered. <gasps> it's amazing. It's everything I wished it would be. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, there you go, folks. Uh, we'll probably spend a lot of time next week talking about that. Uh, before we get into it, because that's what we we're, we're, we're prefaced to do. Um, what? Where is it? Uh, I think there's like three shows left before WrestleMania 15. So, obviously, we're gonna talk about AEW after the fact. Next week, we'll probably continue on our timeline, talk about AEW, yeah. and then go into uh, the two shows before WrestleMania 15, which actually will probably get us to actual WrestleMania as well. Um, I'm looking forward to WrestleMania 15. I have to say, I know it's bad, but after watching <laughs> yeah. all the hype to it i i'm pretty excited so again folks i will say um you can find us everything the rest of everything you want to know is is there uh, you can follow me on twitter at darawv please do check out the eight shows there's like 12 hours of wrestling content uh or people talking about wrestling content that you can just listen to now and it's it's all really really good so um i encourage you to go over and do that and we will talk to you next week here on the wrestling rewind bye guys Keep our lot. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.